Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Om Namo Bhagavate Ramakrishnaya Salutations to Bhagavan Shri Ramakrishna. Last year, it was on December 5th, just a few days before I could fly to the U.S. I had gone to Kamarpukur, the birthplace of Shri Ramakrishna. I remember the first time I went there. It was a kind of a letdown. An avatar born in this mud hut. And in India we are used to seeing things, poverty and all these, like no, huts and all. But this took the cake. And years and years passed by. And, and I understood the meaning of why God has to descend in the homes of the poor, as a poor. As I was sitting down in that very room on December 5th, saying, here we are. There's nothing in the room except a bed and a few pictures and I said, uh, wonderful. Apart from the spiritual, you can say, energy that's flowing in that place, I can see that's how it's changing people's destinies. That small hut, how it changed me, how it changed my destiny. And I, then I stood in front of the small Shiva temple where Sri Ramakrishna's mother who was talking to a neighbor, Dhani. She saw waves of light emerging from the temple, from the image of Shiva. And like rolling waves, they merged into her. She fell down unconscious and realized that she was with child. There was a very great saint in South India, Narayana Guru. And one day some of our monks, they took a picture of Sri Ramakrishna, this, this type of picture, and showed it to him. And he became ecstatic on seeing this picture. He's saying, the monks asked him, do you know who is it? I don't know who it is, but if, if Brahman would take a form in this age, it would be this form. 
and he was so ecstatic he and when you are told that it was the guru of swami vivekananda he became even more pleased because his guru chatambi swami had met vivekananda so here we have <coughs> a person who was born february february 1836 that was destined to change the spiritual history of the world when i came to the us uh, i had read a little about the us and then i was glancing through some of the current articles and i found that there is an opioid epidemic an opioid crisis prescription or non prescription painkillers are being ingested and the number of you can say deaths suicides overdoses it blunts intelligence weakens you so what is this is this the growing malaise of our times either you go into a kind of a prescription drugs now it's easy or you come towards a kind of a religion and many of these religious movements here or semi religious movements or or semblance or pseudo movements here they kind of give you a false identity they give you rewards hopes and nothing comes out of it yet people if you can see that they are attracted towards religion and as karl marx has said no religion is the opium of the masses yeah some you try to escape from there you come here and religion has become a kind of a comforting factor those who really want to be religious will not find any comfort those who are religious seek truth and when you seek truth you have to pay for it we see in the life of ram krishna swami vivekananda says science is a search of truth in the external world religion is a search for the truth in the internal world and one day the internal and external which are fictitious will will merge and there will be just truth i took up this topic for the simple reason is because uh you need to get into that belly of the beast and slay that dragon if you are a seeker of truth you've got to be heroic and this slaying of the dragon is a constant motif in spiritual literature and art and poetry 
You've got to get hold of that. Lies with you. Oh, I custom to get hold of it and slay it. It's only then you can be called religious in the true sense. Now and then we find <clears throat> some very, you can say, really great people who come and show us how to do it. And in this age, as we know, it is the one who, whose birthday we are celebrating, Ramakrishna. Yes. An avatar is a blend of both human and the divine. When his biographer, Swami Shardananda, he wrote about Sri Ramakrishna's human aspect, he was criticized. What? How can you write this? Was he human? Yeah, but he behaved and he worked and he lived in this world. We've got to see him also as human as well as, as divine. Now, he also saw the world likewise. He went through a tremendous struggle. The initial 12 years, he was just 20 when he really started his practices. And these 12 years can be divided into three. The first four years, the middle and the last four years. First four years were important because by the time he was 20, he had already attained what the scriptures on yoga speak about, the highest realization. Two things guide these saints and sages and avatars. Just two. One is compassion and one is spiritual discipline, sadhana. They see this world, the human world, life is beset with problems, obviously. Nobody had it easy. And people who take up religion have even a constant grappling with their lower nature. It's a constant struggle. It's for everybody. But those who take up religious life have to grapple with this. Illusions. So he sees humanity struggling. And he also sees the spiritual realm and that compassion makes him undertake those spiritual disciplines in order to control that spiritual realm and bring it down to us in a kind of structure so we can slowly climb up. He brings heaven down in this world of us. There are many people think that religion is kind of wish fulfillment. You know, it's, a, it's a kind of wish. 
these are some of the arguments against religion. But when you have something called the concept of hell and you have pictures, this is not wish fulfillment. <laughs> Nobody would like to go to hell. It's not wishful. It, it is that struggle for the truth which has been delineated by avatars from time to time they come. Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati. Whenever dharma or religion declines, I embody myself. So here we have these two things, compassion and his spiritual disciplines. This is, this is uh, spoken of very, you can say, uh, extensively by his biographer, Swami Sharadananda, in Sri Ramakrishna and his divine play. We hear this talk about kundalini, you know, just, just thrown about here, yeah, kundalini is that. Uh, time to get, get it straight. There is a kind of a power as you keep on practicing spiritual disciplines. And as that power awakens or the force not the Star Wars force. <laughs> the tremendous spiritual power is raised by those spiritual practices. And in Sri Ramakrishna's case, we find that all his limbs used to get loosened. Blood used to ooze out from his pores like you have in the life of Jesus Christ and Chaitanya. It, you see the parallels. And they lose the power of sleeping, of course. Sri Ramakrishna could not blink. He thought he had gone mad. And, of course, people said he had gone crazy. We have this power welling up inside. And after a few years, this body becomes accustomed to it because the body of an avatar is pure sattva. It's pure. It's saying a little of this power, if it awakens a little, the body of an ordinary person just shatters. It actually shatters. Your nerves shatter first. So, a long period of, you can say, conditioning is required for these things. We have Sri Ramakrishna, who had already attained perfection, and then he keeps on continuing practicing the disciplines of various other traditions, the Shaivas, Vaishnavas, Vedantas, all these things. As Swami Sarvadevananji says, he is Nikila Vedamurti, he is a pure form of the Vedic experiences. 
In fact, he says, my experiences have gone beyond the Vedas and Vedanta. You won't get all these things. This you need to just use my experience as a kind of a reference tool, nothing else. Obviously, who can go with that? His body used to get so hot, the heat that used to radiate. Nobody could touch him. He had to go and immerse himself in the Ganga for hours and hours on end to cool that body out. So, nothing to discourage that uh, this Kundalini business uh, uh, is taking the American people for a ride. <laughs> My Kundalini is awakened. Huh. I said, wow. <laughs> and I was shocked when I came here. People are having the highest experiences here. And uh, America is full of people of the highest, you can say, order, moving around like ordinary people. Wow, I said. And then I said, wow. <laughs> it doesn't take much to understand. So we need a reference tool. We need the life of Ramakrishna for us to refer to our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our spiritual practices, our experiences, if they are any. Otherwise, you close your eyes and see everything dark. Why did he go through this kind of immense, you can say, struggles, pain? Which saint in which tradition has got it easy sitting on, you know, the whole thing fell on his lap and ha. Ah. Any of the Christian mystics? Any of the Sufi mystics? No. Any of the Buddhistic great bodhisattvas? No. And we expect everything to come automatically. Yeah, we can get it a little automatically if we have that faith. Sri Ramakrishna kept on practicing that force. Then later on, he was accustomed. He could control that force within himself. And this is what he employed for the good of the world. And his spiritual practices were first in the search for truth or reality, or is Ma Kali real? Secondly, as Swami Sarvadevanji says that, he mentions Swami Shivananda. You don't need to do anything. Just look at Sri Ramakrishna's picture. The same Swami Shivananda says his spiritual practices were to raise that Brahma Kundalini, the cosmic, you can say, power. He has awakened in this age. It's not only his Kundalini was awakened and that was that. No, he has awakened the cosmic, you can say, Shakti. That is, we are now here to that power, that you can say, practices that Sri Ramakrishna has. I have done everything, he's saying. You just come and sit down and eat here. Here. 
so we have a wonderful you can say incarnation here and uh, this other thing about this uh, everything is like uh, everybody is incarnation here you get uh, we are in a way uh, <laughs> incarnations we have incarnated ourselves and but they are a class apart shram krishna is a class apart here when mahapurush maharaj says he has awakened the brahma kundalini that cosmic can say force why in order to good to awaken us and this is the work of an avatar so that we are awakened to our divinity we too are a blend of the human and the divine oh yes we are not ordinary <laughs> depends on how you look at yourself and that has been the problem how do you look at yourself a bunch of bones and a lump of flesh if that's what you are looking for that's what you will end up with the life of shri ram krishna helps us to find our own identity that we too are part human and part divine and we need to emphasize a divinity emphasize a divine nature shri ram krishna has made it extremely easy if we can just go and approach him surrender to him mat karma krit mat paramo mat bhakta sang varjita in out of this bhagavad gita you know 700 superb shlokas there out of that us you can say almost an insignificant shloka shankaracharya says that it is the essence of the gita and what is that mat karma krit those who do, who will do my work the lord's work mat paramo those who look at me as a supreme as a supreme guru mat karma krit mat paramo mat bhakta sangavarj my devotee who is free from attachments and aversion nirvaira sarvabhuteshu who has no ill feelings or ill will towards anyone in the world that person comes to me so here you are no tremendous yoga no kundalini awakening no this no that all is i think everything is so smooth and this is what shankaracharya said this is the essence of the bhagavad gita and this is what shri ram krishna says says do my work and if you don't he is going to lock you up and keep the keys vivekananda said no <laughs> i am going to lock everything up and keep the keys with me mother did not want to work <laughs> what you go get working 
and all the disciples what are we working for it's a lord's work and what is the nature of this work is to awaken souls that small hut that i had gone to now it becomes clear in my life there's hardly any place to stand uh, most of you i think uh, some of you not most some of you have gone to kamarpukur and i've seen there's no even place to stand for a tall person you cannot swing your arms also around in that small hut a mud hut thatched mud hut the lord was born this is where we come we have that small tash hut is now the center of the universe and shri ram krishna is there in that people have seen shri ram krishna also becomes the center of the universe and the center of our lives before i coming here i i came from kanpur i was posted at kanpur kanpur there is a there is a on the banks of the ganga a small you can say temple where they say there is a brahma kuti that is brahma sat down there before you could create this universe so we, we used to ask those priests pujaris ha huh? really brahma sat here when there was no universe <laughs> how come <laughs> so no it's traditionally is being saying oh, really <laughs> but it's it's not it's a kind of a belief that is mean could be priestcraft because the priest were very clever in concocting some cock and bull story but we are seeking our center we are seeking the truth we are seeking the reality because it's our nature to seek and when things become easier for us oh this is what we have been seeking for this the reality that has come to us and has helped us has it awakened us we need to do a little pushing and shri ram krishna has said this time many souls will attain liberation if they don't they've got to wait for a long time he he, he never said how long but we've got an opportunity here when i was young i used to think i wish i was born at the time when shri ram krishna lived and now after all these years say no it would have been foolish to be born there during that time i wouldn't have met him at all we wouldn't have met him at all what the opportunity now after all these years 183 years 84 we stand back a little and watch the whole phenomena unfolding now it is clear that he is god he had descended in that small hut
at Kamarpukur, where his poor parents and his brothers, they went to innumerable sufferings. Just because God is, bo is born in their family, he doesn't make things easy for, <laughs> for anyone. So we should be able to face life, face our struggles, inevitable struggles, face difficulties, and love everybody. And finally, we will merge in the ocean that is Ramakrishna. Sarvadevanji says that yeah, in this infinite, luminous, resplendent ocean of reality, there arises a form of Ramakrishna. This form of Ramakrishna is just a kind of an external, you can say, kind of a semblance, a screensaver. You know, you, you have a screensaver? That's the screensaver. <laughs> Behind that screensaver is that luminous ocean of Satchidananda. Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Tat Sat Shri Ram Krishna Panamastu. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.